Welcome to the Boston Society of the New Jerusalem's Church on the Hill podcast. If you like it, consider joining us at 140 Bowden Street in Boston for more, or visit us on the web at churchonthehillboston.org. Today's book is of Mark, chapter 3, verses 20 to 35. And then a large crowd came together, so large that they could not even eat. When his family heard it, they went out to restrain their father, for people were saying, This man has gone out of his head. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, He has Bezalbub. And by the ruler of the demons, he casts out demons. And their father called to him and the crowd and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan, Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand. But his end has come. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first tying up the strong man, then indeed the house can be plundered. Truly, I tell you, people will be forgiven for their sins and will never blasphemies that they utter, but what blasphemies among the, against the Holy Spirit can never have forgiveness. He is guilty of an eternal sin, for he has said, an unclean spirit. Then his mother and his father and brothers came out. Then his mother and brothers came out, and standing outside, they sent to his father. A crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers and sisters are outside asking for you. And he replied, Well, who are my mother and who are my brothers? And looking around, those who sat around him, he said, No, no, here are my mother, and here are my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother, and my sister, and my mother. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A house divided. This passage in scripture has been quoted over and over again. It is especially useful in times when people are at odds and are trying to convince other people that they should not be at odds with them. And of course, the easiest way not to be at odds with someone is for the other person to agree with you. It's used somehow as oftentimes a justification or a wedge, hoping to bridge a gap 
in, in, in opposing viewpoints. Abraham Lincoln, 160 years ago, has a relatively famous speech called The House Divided. It's a speech that was a result of his debate with Douglas as the two of them were running for the Illinois Senate seat. And it's a speech about slavery. He said he had no doubt that the U.S. was not going to fall apart. He said the U.S. is going to unite, but it's going to unite around one side of the issue or the other. He was saying in his speech that Douglas, his counterpart, whose attitude was, if we can just stop the spread of slavery, that's all we need to do. If we can just make it so there are no new slave states, we'll be okay. But we can protect the right of people to own other people as property. Lincoln understood that the nation itself had to come down on one side of the issue or another because as a United States, if one state said yes and another state said no, well, a person can go to the state that was saying slavery was okay and buy slaves. Then you'd have to go to the Supreme Court saying, if it was legal in this state, why isn't it legal in that state? Or if a person, even if they forbid, and they actually talked about this, making it illegal to buy slaves in the United States but allowing people to go to other countries and buy slaves and bring them back. It would cause a fundamental issue in a country that had a document that based its concept of existing around a concept of people being created equally. Two opposing viewpoints, one of freedom and one of slavery could not live together. If any one state was allowed to have slavery, it would affect the whole of the country. If any one slave owner had the right to own slavery, it actually had international consequences. When a country is based in ideals, when you are based in values, you cannot hold two opposing values at the same time without causing a massive threat to the integrity of existence. Much in the same way that a person ultimately has a greater love, a higher love, a ruling love, each one of us are, are defined by what we love and care about intrinsically. If we say that we stand for something, and we do the opposite. It destroys us internally. Now, one of my favorite stories to teach this to kids, I don't know how many of you are fans of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I can't help but having this in my mind. My daughter did a dance recital last night to one of the songs from the musical, The Candy Man. Can. 
And so it's in my head. But one of the things that I was thinking about, I was thinking about this concept of division. And in case some of you don't know the story, I'll tell it. Willy Wonka has decided that he can no longer continue running his business and that he needs to look for an heir, and he has none. Now, Willy Wonka, at one point, decided he hated the world so much he was going to become a recluse, so he knew no one, and he needed an heir. So he came up with an idea. He was going to put golden tickets inside his candy bars, and whoever got a golden ticket would come to his factory for a tour. So there were a bunch of kids who showed up, Augustus Gloop, Violet Beauregard, Veronica Salt, Mike TV, and Charlie Bucket. They showed up, and as they go through the tour, one by one, each one of the kids cease to be part of the tour through overstepping some bounds. So Augustus Gloop, a voracious candy eater, refuses to listen, and he leans in to drink from a chocolate river and falls in and is carried away. Violet Beauregard, a snobby and boastful world-record-holding gum chewer, is excited about a gum that changes flavor, starts off with salad, moves to dinner, and then ended in dessert. And in doing so, when she got to the blueberry pie, she started becoming full of blueberry juice and got bigger and bigger and bigger until she was rolled away to be juiced before she exploded. Veronica Salt was a wealthy know-it-all who liked to interfere with things. Veronica Salt saw that Willy Wonka used squirrels to select his nuts for his candy bars and interfered with the squirrels. And the squirrels determined that she was not a good nut. And she was sent down the slide where the bad nuts go. Mike TV was a distracted, slothful TV watcher who compulsively watched his handheld television and did not pay attention, but was so excited when he saw Willy Wonka experimenting with a way to enter and leave a television that he could use to help people get access to his candy. But before waiting for Willy Wonka to talk about the problem he was experiencing, he jumped into the television. And the problem is you could get in. And the TV shrank you down to TV size. But when you came out, you were still TV sized. So he was taken away to get stretched back to his original size. By the end, the only child that remained was, Char was Charlie. Well, that's important to notice all these kids liked candy. None of these kids were against candy. Charlie ate the candy. He was fascinated by awe that he saw. He was awed at the chocolate river. He saw, thought the gum was incredible. All of these kids liked the candy. The outside was no different. They all were candy lovers. But what was different is that Charlie had respect. He had honor. He had love and he had compassion. He cared not only about the enjoyment, but about how the candy was made. He cared about the imagination that went into the process. You see, we as people, as we hear in our Swedenborg reading today, are divided to an internal and an outside self, or an external. 
We have things that rule us, things that guide us, things that are quiet that we, that we sometimes don't even know. All of us at one point or another are going to have times of divisions where we say one thing and do another. I'm not attacking, saying that people are always perfect or anything like that. But from time to time, we fall victim, we falter, where we do something that we know isn't right. I don't mean to be upset at anyone by this. This is something that we call human life. This is the reason that we grow. This is the reason that we actually are designed as people who can learn and who can change. The opportunity to experience temptation is not about the pain, but is about the potential for growth. When we falter, we have an opportunity to grow. What makes a church a church? Much like the kids with candy, a church can be an activity where we do a bunch of things. We can have musical concerts, we can have worship services, we can have fun activities, and we can just go because we have nothing else to do. And, and we can do it in such a way that we want to dive or fall into the flow of the music and be drifted away. We can want to chew on religious, religious worship and theological ideas to the point of meaninglessness. We can be the ones who want to know the right way to do everything and, and, and sacrifice who we are out of our prideful desire to be the right one. Or we can be the person who's just there to be entertained and doesn't really know what's going on around them. There is an outside in the way we act, but an inside in what it is we seek. Or we can be like Charlie. What I like about Charlie, he was not the brightest guy, right? Everybody wants to be the best, right? Right, we all want to be the best. Charlie wasn't the best at much of anything. He wasn't the brightest guy. He wasn't the most driven. He wasn't the wealthiest. He just simply wanted to do what was right. He wanted to care. He's what I would want as a church. Someone who cares more about listening to God, asking the question, who is my mother and brother? Not the one who wants to say, no, I know. I have DNA proof. Who is the one that says, I just want to do simply what is good? the battle inside of us, the great divide. The times of struggle and difficulty. These are gifts. Now, I don't know how many of you use Yelp. If you do, I, I strongly recommend for you to go and leave a recommendation on our Yelp site. Because right now we only have one, and it's a one-star one. It says that the sermons here are horrible, and offer no practical advice. So today I decided I am going to overtly give practical advice on how to deal with the battle that's raging inside of you that you sometimes may not know about. And I'm going to pick on one thing. Secrets. Every time there is something that you don't want other people to know, you are in a divided situation where your inner self and your outer self 
are in turmoil. Now with this, I'm not talking about all secrets. There are some secrets that you're required by law to have. There are some secrets that are national security. Those are secrets that you keep out of obligation and requirement. I'm talking about the things that you don't want other people to know because it's going to somehow make you be more in the light. That's a sign of a divided self. When the going gets tough, our inner self and outer self can fall into divide. And it's when that secret comes up that we begin to say it's okay for me not to be the person who I think I want to be. I can show someone else a different me because my inner self is something that I am trying to protect. Or I'm going to do this action and I don't want the people out there to see it because they might figure out that I am not who I say I am. A house divided is a secret. So when you hit that point of secret, and I'm going to say, honestly, even some of the obligation ones might be secrets that we shouldn't keep. We have to figure that out. We should look at secrets as being a damaging thing. It's one of the reasons, actually, why the church has been trying so hard over the past years to have policies of openness and group decision-making, of, of people trying to, to not do things in secrets. It's the reason that our nation has laws. I don't know if you know that it has laws about this. A lot of people don't. If you receive federal funding, you have to have open public meetings. You cannot have closed meetings if you have a government contract. Unless it's for national security. But that's a reason for freedom of information laws. Goodness and evil cannot coexist simultaneously. If we are self-directed, we can't be loving at the same time. When we are conflicted about secrecy or other issues, what is it that we can do to help the battle that is raging within? The battle for discipleship, the battle for us to be more loving. I, I like to think we can turn to scripture and ask those questions. They give us insight into what it means for us to cease to want to be the one in control of the situation and seek to grow. One of the things that's really great in Lincoln's speech is he compliments Douglas all the time. He talks about how good he is as a person. He actually talks about acknowledging the fact that people should want to change. But there's a point at which someone does a 180-degree change, and you have to start asking, is that a legitimate real change? But all the time, we have things in politics about people being flip-floppers, right? We don't like flip-floppers. We don't want you to change your mind. Anyone here ever been lost? And you say, I want to go that way because that's the way I think I'm going to go, but I'm not going to seek directions because I know that I'm right. There was once a guy who said the best way to get somewhere in Boston is the way that you know. Trying to stop the people arguing about the best left and the right. But 
when we don't want to change, when we don't want to grow, we do not want to unite our house. Because here's the reality. We can say that we are never going to have a, unite, a divided house. But the reality is we will. Our church will. Our nation will. We as people are going to run into situations that we are divided about. That's what it means to grow up. One day I hope to do that. We are always going to run into those moments. And those moments are opportunities. The divided house that the Lord spoke of, of looking around and asking yourself, who are the people who are doing what is right around me? Who do I want to be? Understand that I need to change, and I don't get to be a mother or a brother simply because I claim to be right and have the right DNA. I have to do it by asking the people around me what is right. I have to do it by being willing to change. I have to be willing to encounter something new. The divided house is actually the state we start in, not something we're trying to avoid. You're already there. The question isn't, how do I stop from dividing my house? The question is, how do I unite it? The division will happen. It is happening. Lincoln knew it. He saw the division 160 years ago in the country. He didn't claim that the division wasn't there. He simply said, one way or another, we're going to find our way out. And the same is true to you. The division that currently exists in you will end. The question you have to ask is how do you want it to end? The divisions that exist within our community, within our country, they will end. The question is, how do you want it to end? We all need to look to faith, to God. And a very simple way of figuring out in these moments of secret that we look at my experience is when I really love something, do you know what I want to do? I want to tell everyone in the world about it. When I love something, I want to share it. I want to go to the rooftop deck and just scream it out toward the park. If you truly believe in something and you're not screaming it, you're probably divided and you are probably dealing with a moment for growth. And in that moment, a prayer as simple as the Lord's Prayer can hopefully inspire us to join our internal and our external and to help us get to a place where we can scream from the mountaintops, where we can show our light and we can let the heavens tell it. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Boston Society of the New Jerusalem's Church on the Hill podcast. If you liked what you hear, consider joining us at 140 Bowdoin Street, Boston, for more. Or visit us on the web at churchonthehillboston.org.